Hello, this is Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. In architecture education, we have to create programs for students of architecture to learn as much as they can in three years and later for the Master of Architecture course in another two years. And in that time, there is a certain set of skills that they should obtain at the end of these five years, which they can work in an office as a graduate architect, a junior architectural assistant to the uh, director or the associate in a company. There's always been that idea of this graduating architect having a set of skills to do with many things, to go for site meetings, to be able to do design concepts, to be able to draw very well, uh, interpret the brief, um, to be able to go to local authority. There are a lot of things that they have to acquire by that time. Now, there's always this question about design complexities. So when you talk about design com complexities, you're thinking about a designer who is able to take tackle any project, whether it's master planning, uh, whether it's site planning, um, any typology. Um, and there is something called technical competence. you be able to show that you can integrate the mechanical and electrical aspects, also called services, building services, integrated into the structure, and you're able to detail very good construction joints of the different structural components, and you're able to keep the building dry, keep the building well ventilated, either artificially or naturally, and you'll be able to actually understand about waterproofing or insulation, and you'll be able to do many other things that is required. So in the Master of Architecture course, we are not looking at the design thesis as something that is, shall I say, um has to have a certain number of area to make it legitimate to be competent. When looking at a design thesis as a subject that a student explore in depth and the complexities of actually uh, doing this project, what is the complexity? Is the complexity in terms of the skills building or in terms of the challenges, or is it in terms of the building has to have certain things that will challenge the student. Now in design complexities, even doing a master planning or a site planning or anything outside the boundary of a building is complex as well, because you're dealing with areas like the street environment that deals with different responsibilities. Uh, for example, it is not anymore belonging to the owner of uh, behind the setback of the building. It belongs to 
the local authority. Uh, the jurisdiction is under the local authority regarding the street environment, sidewalks, pavement, crossing, roads, landscape area, and parks. They're under maybe the uh, Department of Landscape, the Department of Parks. So these areas are not really the traditional client sense, you know, of a client owning an area which is the property, their property, and um, appointing the architect. So this idea of uh, uh, a design that has complexities is something that people cannot accept because they always thought of the traditional client. But there are these other clients, and there are also other stakeholders who are the users of this building or the street environment. So the, the complexities here is in terms of the client's brief. Don't underestimate that the client's brief itself is a complex, um, a complex, a challenging way for the student of architecture to tackle the project. The student of architecture, at the end of the day, must be able to defend their design thesis with anyone. And that defense or the way how they manage to argue their points is what makes the student of architecture whom they are in terms of their skills before they graduate. Whether they have enough skills to be able to be employed and able to tackle all the demands of employment. So if the project is more horizontal than vertical, smaller building than bigger building, size, it still provides enough complexities for the student of architecture because of the, the brief, the interpretation of the brief at the beginning. You don't even have to go into the technicalities at the end where you'll be dealing with services, like I mentioned earlier, the services, the building uh, structure, the construction and materials and other detailed design aspects, natural ventilation, artificial um, lighting, natural lighting, um, any other mechanical and electrical services issues, engineering, yeah, drainage. Um, there's all technical problems that a student of architecture has to, to, to show that they're competent in. But you don't talk about only that. You talk about master planning or be able to plan very well. Um, the challenges of perhaps... Um, the floor surfaces or how people find their way through the buildings, how the building is functionally very well in terms of if it's a church building by one of our students, the functional aspects of how you bring people in and bring people out and the area that is needed for such ease of movement and so on. So... Then again, people asking, is there enough complexities in maybe a kindergarten project? So you could deal with other aspects of kindergarten existing in the middle of the town center, maybe in a very, uh, an area where there's a lot of pedestrian flow, a lot of other, other um, programs around it. So this kindergarten, can be part of a bigger program. 
So like a kindergarten alone in a forest, just say, okay, um, or in a suburb, far away from the center of a town. So this kindergarten could then be more dealing with more of the theory of education, more of experimenting with nature and how nature could help with the the learning or the exploration, uh, the cognitive development and psychomotor development of a child at that age and how um, certain programs operation-wise could be uh, looked into and integrated into the architecture. There's always a way to look into the complexities of a design thesis project. It's not cut and dry in the beginning. Oh, there's not enough complexity in that, you know. There is always complexity in any project. <clears throat> and the best example is the street market. When you think about the street market, there's no building, it's a street, and you have structures, and you're just redesigning the market. And, you know, um, straightforward, you have a preconceived notion that there is lack of design complexities when you design a street market. But the observation, people, this is the argument that the bread and butter for this profession called the designer, and here we have the architectural designer, who deals with many factors and not just product design, not just, you know, fashion design or graphic design. This is a designer that is the principal submitting person. It's a, of a, a, a development project, along with the planner and also the engineer. So the responsibility of the architect is even bigger than a fashion designer in the sense that um, this architect, if they do not know the laws and the technicalities of um, of the project of what is to be estimated, what is to be guessed and speculated or what is to be done so that they can manage it properly and communicate with other members of the team such as the engineer, quantitative surveyor and planners and so on, landscape architect. So this is the responsibility of the architect. It's under the Architects Act. So this architect, how confident is this architect how to tackle a project? The complexity is in managing the project. It's in understanding what it takes. And the core of it all is a skill to observe. Now, one of the things that the architect has to be able to do is to actually look at the bigger picture and actually be able to connect all these other parties and all these other factors, like I mentioned just now, all the other consultants, like the engineers and, and the quantitative surveyor, and also be able to, to organize everyone and also be able to foresee the future, project into the future, some sort of a building uh, project manager sort of role, and yet come up with a delightful building and a complete, uh, a complete building that, that uh, uh, like, it is said before for the client's brief, a building that satisfied what the client wants and envisioned earlier. So 
This skill, what skill is that? So when you break it down, the skills of an architect, in the very beginning, when they enter architecture school, is the skill of observation, of being able to quickly to note down and create um, some sort of analysis, some sort of a, and then process that analysis into, they call it synthesis, but the way we say it, it seems so flippant or, you know, this process between analysis and synthesis where you actually come up with a scheme. People tend to, I mean, and the way we look at it, it tends to be very easy or like there is like a straightforward, a straightforward process. But in actual fact, when you break it down, is the power of or the ability to observe and the ability to assimilate amalgamate, incorporate a lot of things together. They're so busy. The mind is so busy. The mind has to actually decide for the client in order for the project to be the project to, to go to the next stage. That's the architect's responsibility and that we teach first year students in the beginning. We started off with some project that's small project like designing a space for themselves like a bedroom or something which is quite common in the first year but the first year student could also design a city and that's the thing that we we are afraid oh no 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 uh, first year student they can't design a city it's too much for them you know it's like cities complex now is it that attitude that a student in the fifth year cannot design a city as well, or you know, um, a, a much larger area. We're not talking about just a site now. We're not talking. I mean, where is the limitation for the student of architecture to design? Because it is part of an education program. It is not. Um, uh, it is not like. Um, the student is actually being the mayor or the planner of Kuala Lumpur City Hall and having to design a city or it's not yet a real life project. But when you look at projects, pro projects that you give architectural students to do, you look at the complexity of the project. And the debate is always there. So in the final year, when you come to the final year, after the student have done first year, second year, third year, fourth year of observations, assimilations, analysis to synthesis, suddenly you are afraid that they can't do complexities in the final year of a simple building, of a small building. Nothing is actually really simple as we know in architectural design. If you design in the first year a bungalow in a forest for an elderly couple, you give the student of architecture a brief. And in your brief, you said design within 100 square meters, for example, right? Or 200 square meters or so on. But in the final year, you don't... Uh, the student have to come up with a brief. 
So if the student come up with the brief that it has, it has to be, something has to be designed in 200 square meters, then the student have to defend it in the fifth year. In the first year, the student is not expected to defend it because you gave the student that brief. But the student in the fifth year is expected to justify or to give the reasons why that he is designing 100 square meters or 200 square meters. It's the same thing. That student in the fifth year have to justify why he or she designed 2,000 square meters or 20,000 square meters or 200,000 square meters. It's the same thing. They have to defend and justify in the fifth year because that is what the design thesis is. And that's where the word thesis comes from. It's not incremental sort of idea of if the project becomes small, bigger, 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 biggest until the fifth year. It's the idea of the complexities of the fifth year project as opposed to the first year project. The fifth year, while defending the reason why they are building that size, is based on several hypothesis points that they set out to identify earlier. And the hypothesis points could be an urban design problem. It could be an urban context problem. It could be a social problem. It could be a cultural problem. It could be an environmental problem. It could be all of them. The complexities is in the problem. When the students set out, okay, I have 10, it's just a park, but they are trying to tackle 10 types of problems, including the problem of abandoned houses, including the problem of identity, including the problem of social and cultural activities, including the problem of transportation, economic, biodiversity, Enviro environmental uh, problems, drainage problems. There you go to the technical one. How, so just designing a park, which seems to have no buildings, is complex. That is complexity in a design thesis. Just say you were to do a market building right on a site, and it is has is five stories or six stories or seven stories, you know, and you compare that market building to the park project, the market building project to the park project. And a market building project has its own complexities and they're all very technical. The rubbish collection, the um, selling and buying areas, um, the planning of the whole layout so that it's clean and efficient. Uh, drainage is a big issue because there are two types of dirty water. One is bloodied and whatever, and the other is on the surface. So you need to process it. The rubbish, how you actually process it. So for a market building, you can see the technical complexities of a market building. You can't compare a market building with a park. The most... Um, we give the student the benefit of the doubt because they should be compelled to challenge themselves. Being student of architecture, you'd want to be equipped to face um, the challenges of being in an architecture company 
or architecture firm or being part of a team of consultants out there, you'd be able to know, you'd be able to have a strong observation analysis and um, incorporation of the different uh, criteria and then producing a scheme. You'd be able to know how to tackle. You'd, so the ch if someone takes a challenge of so many factors, such as a park with a little bit of building, then the complexities are there. You can't, you can't deny the student when and, and tackle those complexities. Whether they were successful in tackling those complexities is something else. That's another debate for the evidence at the end, whether that design was successful as the typology. To debate that that project has no complexities is banal. It's a, it is something that is um, illogical because um, you are going against uh, being someone who actually understand what complexities are. As an educator, everybody should know that, what complexities are. It shouldn't be a banal thing in the sense that it is rigged or it is made to be as if that nobody's doing their job in trying to assist the student of architecture to be challenged. Everybody is doing their job to assist the student of architecture to be challenged because that is the very least that you can do as a tutor in the design thesis process for a student to be challenged, yeah. So, the debate regarding how complex a building is, um, it's not only one-sided towards the technical part, but many other aspects of design. Um, so, with that, I like to conclude today's session, and we shall discuss further on these um, points. Um, we shall. That's the reason for the interviews with former students of architecture from University of Malaya. That is the reason for doing interviews for students who are still doing the design thesis, for example. That is to actually inspect, investigate, examine a particular process that's happening for those people who have already graduated, whether we will ask, we like to ask questions of whether the design thesis was helpful at all for the preparation to go into employment. And a reflection of this is very good because this is a very qualitative, a very subjective subject. You can't quantify, you know, you can't say so and so student is going to be a brilliant architect because you don't know what will happen. So what we could understand is from the thoughts, the texts, the visions, the ideas of this uh, person that we're going to interview to see whether they have benefited from the design thesis process. And um, at that time, it's also good to actually reflect when they graduate that particular year, what, what happened that particular year? What was the most significant thing in, in their opinion that happened to them during that design thesis process? Or did, you know, did they feel warm and fuzzy about it? That, that they felt that they actually became more confident before they entered the design thesis course? 
the the year before and then after the year after. I mean, you know that sort of thing for uh, to find out about their design thesis experience. We can also um, interview other people from different schools of architecture all around the world because design thesis or final year design thesis also depends on what happens the year before. So there could still be debates about the complexities and and one is the design process and two is the production part where they actually produce the drawings to show how they have challenged themselves to um to the complexities of the the project itself. And those are the evidence. And those are what people usually debate about. That's not enough drawings, or um, in the beginning, the student shouldn't have done the project. Should not be the argument. It should be argued that after the student have done the project and what they have done. If uh, lecturers or examiners cannot do that at the end, then why even bother to create an architecture program in the first place? So this is very important for us to go forward and actually to believe in the human spirit and that human beings who are graduate, who, who has come to the third year and the fourth year, they could tackle the design thesis and for us to, to have the programs that will assist them in tackling the design thesis. And much of this will be discussed Thank you very much for listening to today's session. Good night.